0: I'm Daniel Brennan, and this is Vintage Stories, a podcast series of unquenchable lives. This new series is a co-production with Pinot Noir New Zealand 2022, a conference being held in Christchurch the 15th to the 17th of February, that's right, in 2022. Fortunate enough to have the entire podcast series for the Pinot New Zealand 2022 conference to be sponsored by Wine Searcher. And let's face it, everybody's buying wine online these days more than ever. And uh, Wine Searcher is the place you want to go to to find the price for wine, beer, spirits, anything across all online stores anywhere in the world. Let's face it, these guys are the best. They're the ones. Everybody I know all around the world goes to check out when they want to find out if a wine's available, where it's available, how much it costs, if there's a cheaper store somewhere else selling it, if you can even find a wine, this is the place to go. Check out winesearcher.com. It's also a New Zealand company, which is super cool. Don't make the mistake that I made where I went on there and went, oh my God, my wine is so cheap. Or you look in there and you go, I can't believe how expensive this wine. No different currencies that's right you can get all different currencies from all around the world switch it up swap it up find out what the price is of any wine all around the world really really cool tool so go to winesearcher.com download the app check them out they're the best at what they do great new zealand company used all around the world cheers Been a lot of changes over the years in New Zealand. Lots of things have happened in the last 700 years. Things have happened really fast in the last sort of two, three hundred years. Things have happened really fast in the wine industry in the last 20 or 30 years. But one thing that's always been there is the birds. Any of my friends who have come visited in New Zealand or family, and certainly one thing I noticed when I first got here was The birds, they're so loud. They're everywhere you go. And you can imagine arriving in New Zealand, you know, when the first Maori arrived back in 1300 AD in Palliser Bay, that they would hear these birds and think, wow, what a magical place this is. I think a lot of people have that same same sort of reaction, that same sort of feeling. Uh, For me, sounds are very big. You know, sonically, New Zealand has its own palette, and uh, you you can imagine putting yourself back to uh, you know the the old days where archaeologists archaeologists have uh, you know gone back and said you know they think around 1300s is when the the Maori first settled uh, in Palliser Bay, and it's quite fitting our first little region we're going to go over uh, for this uh, this series. Is just right there in the wider Appa. so a lot of history there. Uh, they've soon left that region and uh, went up into the Ruamahanga Valley, which is basically where Martinborough is now. But we're going to cover all of uh, the wider We're going to, you know, talk about uh, some of the the greater region. Of course, the the big history. Lies in in Martinborough with with winemaking in that area, and um, they they figured the first modern era of water wrapper wines were bo- were bottled in 1984, and uh, you know they tried some Bordeaux stuff and there's always been a bit of Chardonnay and Sauvignon Blanc around, but it's always been Pinot Noir in that area that's that's really uh, driven the region. I look back at Michael Cooper's book. Uh, from 1994, and we look at the producers that he talks about, Alexander Vineyard, Atarangi Vineyard, Benfield and Delamar Vineyards, Bloomfield, Blue Rock, Canadora, Chiffney, Dry River, Gladstone, Hawa, Hua, Lintz, Margrain, Martinborough, Moralea, Murdoch James, Nawaka, Palliser, Tehora, Tecaranga, Voss, Walker, Walnut Ridge Estate, Winslow Wines. Now, these folks, some of which are still around. There's, we've lost a few over the years. These were the real pioneers of winemaking in this in this wider Rapa region. But we're going to go a lot deeper than that. We're not going to just talk about uh, what it means to grow wine in this area, which is, of course, very exciting. But we're going to talk about what it means to be on this land. We're going to talk about some of these Maudy concepts. We're going to, you know, we're going to broach some subjects that might be uncomfortable for some people and might be just at the beginning of some people's journey. Uh, but we are going to focus on three themes of waiwai, Kai Tiaki Tanga, and Fananga Tonga. The first Turongawaiwai um is is sort of this idea, we compare it to Terwa, but it is how we are placed in this land, how the land affects us. The next being k- Kai Tiaki Tanga which is that guardianship of the land, so important uh, in everything we do in all facets of our lives. And the, and the, the last term we're gonna talk a lot about is Fananga Tonga, which is that sense of community, very, very, very important in the wine industry, but also we're, we're trying to extend outside of the wine industry. I'll be speaking to uh, a few people outside of the industry at an arm's length in the industry, uh, not just winemakers and viticulturists. First up, we're going to have Helen Masters from Atarangi to discuss some of these terms. This is from a conversation we had back in February of uh, 2020 and uh, sort of before the world all changed, uh, right before uh, harvest and a lot of other things happened in the world. Let's get a better explanation of these themes and what we're looking to cover uh, in this podcast with my chat with Helen. We're going to do our best to not erase this after a long day at work. Good afternoon, Helen.
1: Good afternoon, Dan.
0: Good evening. Oh, I (coughs) got the volume now. Hold on a second. I'm not. I don't have my headphones, and we're outside in Martinborough right now, after a long day of filtering and help from friends. Uh, Why are we here, Helen? because you're going to tell me what to do for the next year of my life with this <laughs> podcast. Is that right?
1: <laughs> so, yeah, I guess this, um, you know, Pinot 21 is coming up in, in February 2021, and it's a pretty major and exciting and all-consuming event for anybody who's making Pinot Noir um, in terms of how we how we celebrate and show New Zealand um, to the world in terms of what we do with Pinot Noir? Well,
0: I would say without a doubt, it's the benchmark event, not only for New Zealand wine growers, I think, uh, but I've heard from people like Mike Benny in the U.S. and some Psalms in Texas. Oh, sorry, did I say Australia, mm. U.S.? My, uh, people that, like, they have modeled some of the things they try to do, <coughs> even if it's on a smaller scale, on what they experienced at Pinot 13 and... 17, which I was at, and was just pretty mind blowing and really impressive. And uh, I think before that one, you kind of convinced me to say, Yeah, you should be a part of this. Trust me, trust me, trust me. And I think the thing that I didn't realize until we got there, and then it became very evident that. This isn't something that a bunch of administrators put together and a bunch of people that um, sit at desks and all that. These are, this is you and other winemakers and a few winery owners, maybe a couple, so, you know, a really good board of people Mm -hmm. who put together a ridiculously awesome event that was something that you would like to attend, is Mm -hmm. what I I seem to get.
1: Yeah, so the whole idea with Pinot started off in 2001, where um, a group of forward thinking people, including, you know, um, Richard Ritterford from Palliser and, and and other like-minded people were like, we need to tell the world about Pin the Noir. And it started off in 2001 and was a three-yearly event. And each year, a new board came together. And, you know, a lot happens in three years. And so it was about um, gathering new ideas, new um, how they wanted to run the event. So nothing was constrained. Um, and since then, uh, we've had um, six events, and this will be the seventh in 2021. And Lucky seven. That's yeah, right. so the last one was in, in 17, and now it's every four years. And so it really enables a group of people to come together and have a lot of time to really think and distill and discuss what it means to be making Pinot Noir here in Aotearoa, New Zealand. and who are we as producers and what do we feel strongly about and what it is about our identity as as people um, in the South Pacific that makes our Pinot Noir different. Um, and so we have got an amazing board of people together who are from, as you said, all different parts of, you know, some people are winemakers, some are, Some are heading up big companies um, and others are, you know, marketing people. But all really focused on understanding that um, Pinot Noir is hugely important and incredibly, as a grape variety, we all understand it and, and, you know, know that it's a really hard wine to make, that it's really expressive, that it's very um, expressive of the season – but also such a great vehicle to express who we are as New Zealanders and for us that's, you know, we've it's 20 years since the first event yeah, and we have really taken that on board in terms of stopping and trying to understand where we've come from and where we're going and one of the big moves we did with 21 was to go, where do we want this event to be? And I think the move to Christchurch was hugely um, um, pivotal of decision for us. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and if you think about it, it's not often that people now get to rebuild a city. Mm. So Christchurch, um, we know, ten years ago, um, was devastated by the earthquakes, and that has had you know has has suffered a lot. And through that. Engaging with people and rebuilding and re-looking at who they were, they spent a lot of time at deciding, well, how do we want the city to be to be built? How what does it mean to be New Zealanders? How do what is our architecture? How does it define ourselves? In terms of now holding an event in a city, it's it's fantastic to be going to a city that's had the chance to stop and think about who they are. And for us, we... Well, they've had to. they had to. <laughs> yeah. And for us, that's what we want everybody to really stop and think about who we are as, as Pinot Noir producers, who we are as, as great growers. And it, it felt such a natural fit to, to, to do that in Christchurch.
0: Yeah, well, uh, I think it's pretty cool we're outside right now that you mentioned that because we've had a hell of a Martinborough day today. Uh, and uh beer is good <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> and deserve uh i've i i i am just putting this thing up on my website that uh talks about uh the three sort of pillars of of uh pinot 2021 but i'm you know as far as it goes for all my winemaking and my ethos about you know and one of the things i talk about is like you know you can talk about the wines or anything but living here with my family and then also being in Martinborough so much back and forth and i try to explain to people how different even just say hawks bay is from Martinborough. is that you know today those clouds pulling back and forth off the rimatakas we had rain in the morning it was blazing hot like three hours ago now it's starting to cool down but i do feel like it's gotten really dry again and it's like all these things in any given year, are pretty typical of Martinborough, and um, you know, obviously Marlborough and North Canterbury, Nelson, Otago, all have their own thing, uh, and you know that's that's really important, and it's really going to be interesting to see how. Uh, well, I was just thinking of Pinot uh, Twenty Seventeen when they it was sideways rain in Wellington, everybody's like, how the hell do you guys grow wine here, <laughs> you know, and then yeah. but you went over the mountains and we were like oh shit everything's dry over here yeah everything's you know really you know it's been a, it was a drought that summer yeah and uh, uh, it was good for all those people that attended to get to experience the wine regions too most of them got to at least and yeah that's kind of what it's what it's all about so we'll see but what is You know, we're going to do this series. We're heading right into Harvest now, so nothing's going to happen for a while. This is a bit of a teaser episode. Uh, We're going to throw it out there, and hopefully all your uh, retweets and, uh, you know, your social media pushes and all those people put this out there for people to listen to as a teaser. Uh, But I guess what we've talked about so far is that I've been tasked with is to... Uh, talk to some people that I want to talk to. You guys are going to give me some ideas of people to talk to, and uh, we're going to find out what it is about um, Pinot in New Zealand that, uh, and it's our largest red grape varietal that we grow here. Yeah, and, and what it is about that makes it so different and interesting from down here.
1: Well, I think um, you know if you if you went to seventeen, seventeen was was kind of monumental Pinot. You know, 2017, in terms of people really stopping to understand who we are as New Zealanders and the the ideas, the Māori ideas of Turanga Waiwai and, and this is our place to stand and, and what does it mean for us to make wine where we are? So what does it mean for me to make wine from Martinborough? How does that influence and affect and how does it shape the wines? And it was a really, um, you know, a really emotional time for a lot of people in terms of beginning to understand those terms and and understand how they talk about wines in terms of being New Zealanders. And I guess New Zealanders we've come from all sorts of places, and you know, we often some of us don't even really fully understand where we've come from, but this we know that this is our place, and we feel that you know, we're we're able to um express ourselves here through wine, through Pinot Noir especially. And I guess each region has a really distinct kind of profile and story which um you know, we want you know, that that will be part of what happens in twenty twenty one. But I think, you know, in delving into that we've we've really looked at the culture, the multi culture that's here and and we can see that there's a lot of those ideas that um, are very strong for us all. You know, they're not our terms, and, and but the ideas of kaitiakitanga, which is stewardship, which is about being guardians of the land, I think is incredibly important, and one that no matter where we're from, we kind of understand it in a, in a way. But whether we, uh, but I think to be New Zealanders, we need to understand it in terms of Looking through the lens of the Maori people, I think gives a stronger kind of feel to understanding here a, little, a little bit longer, a little bit longer <laughs> what it means to be a guardian or a steward of the land. And then the other idea that I think is incredibly important, and I think we all do it in a way, but um, is is which is about community, which is about kingship, and I think that um, of all the great varieties growing, and all the way people talk, Pinot Noir is incredibly like that in terms of the way people inherently want to discuss Pinot Noir. Mm. You know, want to show each other, want to go. You know, what do you think? How was the season for you? And that's even today what I've been doing around here, hanging with you, Dan. Is you know, we're each about to put our 2019 Pinots into bottle. And it, it's so great to see that your Pinot reflects the same kind of, you know, pr- palette profile and and aromatics that I see from most 2019 Pinot Noirs. And it's that kind of being able to talk about that openly and freely, which is, is hugely part of making Pinot Noir, but also being part of a, a bigger community and being part of being New Zealanders. Uh, so um, it's going to be really exciting to... Kind of div- look into those uh, those you know ideas further and and further explore what it means to be um, people here in New Zealand growing growing Yeah,
0: I'm looking forward to. There's a a few people on the list that uh, you know I've always wanted to meet. Always a lot of questions for, but you know delve deeper into some of the other regions as well. Mm. And you know I think what i'm i kind of have a feeling of what i'm going to discover is that uh uh it's going to be a reflection of of that map that helen clark put on top of uh europe did you see that That i did it was on on twitter or something on one stage and i've i've been giving it i gave it forwarded right away to my importer in the u.s what because you know he they think like oh, well, New Zealand's this, you know, of course, Marlborough Sémien Blanc will be the first thing or, you know, or they think, oh, well, it's just Pinot Noir from New Zealand. And it's and if you put the New Zealand map on Europe, it like goes through Germany, France, all the way down into Italy and everything. And it's like you're basically throwing, you know, because of the length of the country. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I would guess two thirds of that is Pinot country for New Zealand. Maybe maybe half, maybe or maybe three quarters. Um, is is so, you know, to think that that whole region, because it's all basically cool climate wine growing, all makes you know phenomenal Pinot Noirs that I'm gonna I'm gonna realize I don't know anything about, <laughs> <laughs> you know, Otago Pinot or Nelson Pinot or North Canterbury and things like that. So uh, it should be should be pretty interesting. And uh, I was telling Wilco when I was discussing it with him. Uh, Wilco Lamb from Dry River, was that? I hope and I think that I'm still because I appreciate that some a lot of people have been here longer than me, not just you know, uh, uh, but you know not just the Maudies, but even like. <laughs> you know some of the people making wine like you have been here for since you were a kid so it's only now starting to dig in and seep in and everything so I'm like a little bit of an outsider but I'm also a producer so I'm not like a journalist coming at this thing where um, you know I don't you know I'm not going to write about your wines or you know you know the people I hope that I can get a level of comfort with the people and and, and you know and uh, some empathy and things like that f- with people that uh, that we can find out some some
1: really cool things so But um, questions are good because questions make us stop and think, and mm. often in our busy lives and especially with harvest coming up, there's not a lot of opportunity to really stop and and think and really go you know really examine why we're doing things and mm. and what it means and 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 and, and are we what's important. So, um, I always welcome people asking me questions.
0: Well, you have to go back and listen to the episode with, with, uh, Helen. I don't know. It was a couple of years ago. Yeah. That was kind of the beginning of the new reboot of the, uh, the, the podcast where I decided really to focus on New Zealand too. And I kind of got small with it in order to, you know, strengthen it and bring it back out. And then I'm, so I'm excited for the, the next year. It was sort of perfect timing. You
1: know. No, so thank you. It's going to be a great little collaboration, I think, um, you know, exploring uh, what it means to be Pinot producers prior to Pinot 21 and, um, you know, having you, you know, organize us and, and ask those questions is, is hugely important.
0: It should be fun. It's going right. to be great. Cheers. As long as you bring beer, it's going to yeah. be good. Yeah, yeah, <laughs>
1: Little creatures, anybody? I have don't we... know
0: how many of these I'm going to do outside, <laughs> but uh, I'm real happy to be outside today. Uh, I have a feeling I'll be doing some of these over winter. And if possible, as we get into the uh, the next year, because it'll be, what, about 11 months from now? Yeah. Uh, it'll be cool if we can get some international reactions. Absolutely. And, pe- and people come yeah. in and sit, and then this thing can live on for four years till we do it yeah. again next year. Yeah. So cheers.
1: Bravo. Cheers.
0: All right. Thank you, Helen. That was a great conversation. Nice to look back on that, but obviously so much has changed since then. We're now not looking at 2021. We're looking at 2022. We've decided to let this thing breathe. No pressure. It's gonna be very messy, as we all know, the next year or two, as we, uh, the world comes to grips with all these changes. Um, it was The decision was made to uh, postpone the, the uh, conference until 2022, which is great. We're gonna be able to uh, explore this, dive deeper in, um, you know, go around to the regions. I'm excited about it, as I discussed uh, with Helen back then, but now we're really gonna be able to let this thing breathe and I'm gonna be able to sort of sink my teeth into each region a bit more. I don't know uh, how quickly that's going to happen, what order, everything like that. But I do know uh, we are going to start with the Wadarapa. I've completed most of those, pretty much all those interviews and chats. But I mean, how cool is it that I get to travel around with this, I'm mean, basically a laptop and a couple microphones and and get this stuff on record, talk to these people. I read an article in the New York Times recently that um called the laptop you know the folk instrument of this generation Uh, that was had to do with a lot of great music that's coming out now Um, so much that can be done uh, just on this little machine uh, that i'm actually looking at right now but how cool is it that i can just travel around i've pulled over and done interviews real quick with somebody coming off a vineyard uh, you know, all on battery power. I mean, the, the possibilities are really endless, and we're going to be able to capture a lot of great things. And, uh, and I also think the learning curve is going to be really big for me. I've enrolled in a, uh, after coming to, to, the, to grips with the fact that I had trouble pronouncing even the three main themes of, of this podcast, that uh, I better get my act together. And so uh, I enrolled in a Māori course next year. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that, and uh, I think all of us, uh, all you guys listening, uh, everybody who's going to be interviewed, um, no matter what their background is, there's there's just a huge learning curve and a lot of things we're all coming to terms with. I look forward to exploring those themes uh, as well as meeting you know, some of my heroes, some people that I really, really, really respect and some people that I, I'm really excited for as they're coming up. Uh, so just stay tuned. And uh, I want to thank Willie Devine for doing the music, a great local Hawks Bay artist who has always contributed to the podcast in the past with some great music, for coming out with uh, this, this song, Pino Funk, which we're going to use as our, uh, our theme music, and, of course, uh, the New Zealand Birds. So uh, stay tuned for episode one. Hopefully that'll be out next week. And uh, cheers, guys. Talk soon. Let's get us drinks some Pino.